At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome into another episode of Baseball America's interview series from Phenom to the Farm, where we're talking to former professional baseball players to reminisce about their playing days and what they learned on their journey from amateur ball to the professional ranks. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho. Today, we are doing something a little bit different, talking about the bus and a little bit of travel in minor league baseball. We've had over 30 episodes of this show now, and with a lot of these players I've talked about, you know, I've asked, what's your worst bus ride? Or, you know, just in the, in the as conversation goes in the show, you know, just bus rides in general. Travel in the minor leagues is a big deal. Uh, long bus rides are synonymous with minor league baseball. One of my favorite lines in Bull Durham is when Crash Davis starts to bemoan getting his AAA contract bought out so he can mentor Nuke in the bus leagues. Uh, you know, the, the long bus ride's a hallmark of minor league baseball, but Another thing that hopefully with some more attention on on poor travel conditions and, you know, the changes they've made in minor league baseball, it starts to improve for minor leaguers. So what we've got today is a collection of some of our favorite bus ride tidbits from past episodes of the show. Uh, a lot of these are going to be, you know, your nightmare bus ride, something that I ask in the, the rapid fire at the end of the show, or just kind of something that comes up in, in general conversation in the pod, talking about the ups and downs of minor league travel. Uh, episodes of Rafinon to the Farm Drop every other Tuesday. If you enjoy this one, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Go check out past interviews. We've got over 30 in the can. And if you haven't yet, leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple podcast those do help the podcast also make sure you subscribe to baseballamerica.com and the ba podcast feed for all amateur baseball and prospect news the college world series finals are going right now as of recording uh, minor league season is in full swing and we've got the draft coming up it's it's ba's wheelhouse right now a lot of good stuff headed your way at ba it's a great time to subscribe it's always a great time to subscribe so let's get into some bus rides leading off is ty kelly who at the time of recording last year uh, had retired, was a former Mets big leaguer, but he is now swinging in AAA for the Mariners. Uh, just just did a walk-off recently, good for Ty. Uh, and he is starting us off with a good old-fashioned, the bus broke down tale. Worst minor league bus trip? Um, probably, I forget where we were going, but we got stuck uh, on the side of, this was in low A, 2011, we got stuck on the side of a highway and ended up playing hacky sack on the on-ramp um, at like three in the morning for a few hours waiting for an entirely new bus from the city we had just come from uh, to come pick us up and, and reload. So next up is uh, the guy who was on episode two of this podcast, J.P. Ramirez, former Nationals prospect, uh, 16th round signing, got a million dollars in the 16th round. Really interesting episode. If you're kind of new to the podcast, go back and check it out. It's a little longer than a lot of the others, but a really interesting story from J.P., a really kind of um, unique look at, at you know the, the pros and cons of, of signing out of high school and signing for a lot of money. Uh, you know, this is just a snippet of it, kind of talking about the, the travel of minor league baseball itself. And JP just goes into, uh, two really great, both a, a, you know, life on the bus and kind of life in minor league baseball when it comes to, to getting a game in and, and a little bit of a unique game time. My, my 
Gnarly is famous for the bus rides. Oh, Did yeah. you have bus ride essentials? I know in college, I got the same thing from a gas station before every single road trip we had. Yeah, we would always uh, stop at a gas station before the long bus ride. And, and um, well, sometimes we would. Sometimes we would, and they'd tell us ahead of time, like, hey, make sure you got what you need because we're not going to stop because we got to get there at a certain time. So, uh, you know, those were, those were always the brutal ones. But, you know, I would get, like, uh, some kind of – chips or slim jim or something and then definitely have like somewhat of like a sandwich or uh like or like i said earlier chipotle that way i have something to have and uh you always carried like this huge backpack because i'd always put my uh laptop in there i'd always make sure it was like fully charged and then have uh backup batteries for my phone uh just to keep me uh entertained you know because i mean especially in the south atlantic league my my the low a season it was we had some long bus rides because i was in hagerstown maryland i remember driving all the way down to augusta georgia uh for for a series to play there in georgia so we played in augusta and then we played in uh rome georgia and then we kind of made our way back up north and then back back and then played another series somewhere else and then then we came back to maryland so that league was pretty spread out so uh you know, there were some, some long bus rides. I remember in the New York Penn League, we had this really old bus, and it was, it was scary to get on. And uh, and when that thing broke down a couple times, and I remember having to, like, uh, them the team sending another bus, and we had to take out all our stuff from that bus and put it on this new bus, and then we're on the way, and then that bus breaks down. The new bus breaks down. <laughs> and then... And then we had to get on, and then the, they fix the old bus, so we get so then the old bus passes passes us by and picks picks up. We get our stuff from that new bus that was supposed to be supposed to be fine, and uh, we put our stuff back onto the old bus, and then we get to the get to the ballpark, and we're, like we're uh, like an hour away from playing, so it was like a show and go. We had to just suit up and and play. So I mean, those some inter- interesting stories. I remember. Uh, the one story that I'll always remember was in short season A. Uh, we were in um, it was the Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley Renegades. I think that was the Tampa Bay Rays short season A team, and uh, it was raining like cats and dogs. Like there, there's like no way we were playing. Like it's, it's it was Friday though, so you know you know how minor league teams are about Friday. You know fireworks. Got to get the Friday game in. You yeah. got to get the most attendance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was like like cats and dogs like not even, there's like no chance for playing it was like flooded and water was coming into our clubhouse from the dugout it was like nah there's no way we're playing there's no shot at all and uh we waited it out we waited it out and then um they had to get the fireworks in and it was i remember like around 11 30 there uh, the umpires did like a walkthrough and that 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 uh that team was doing whatever they can. They're putting the cat litter on the field and trying to dry up all the dirt and squeegeeing the outfield, putting it in the, all the water in the drain. And they, they're, they wanted to get this game in. And I remember our manager, like first he came in, he's like, it's not looking like we're going to play boys doubleheader tomorrow. So, uh, but he's all, but don't check out, don't check out. Cause you never know, you know, we're short season, a ball, you know, he's all, but, uh, he said, he'll, he'll keep us up to, up to date. And then, uh, so uh, he always kept kept coming in and out, you know, every hour just to like, hey, don't check out, guys. You know, y- y'all stay mentally locked in. And then 
the, the umpires did a walkthrough, and I guess they must the other team must have paid them off or something. I don't know if they did, but they're like, hey, we really need to get this game in. But they talked in the umpires to get the game in, but it was already like eleven thirty, eleven forty five, close to twelve. And they're like, well, what the team, and then our, our coach comes in, he's like, you know, what they're going to do, they're going to shoot the fireworks first, and then we're going to play our game. So the fans were all packed and everything. They wanted they wanted oh to see the fireworks. God. <laughs> so, yeah, so they shot the fireworks first. And uh, the field that we were at, we were like on a hill or something. We were high. I remember it was kind of, it was elevated. Uh, and... So, like, that fog, it was already, like, getting close to that time where fog was rolling. And after they shot those fireworks, man, it, it, it didn't clear out for a while. So, after the fireworks, people left, right? But we still were had to get we still had to get the game in. So, we had to wait around even longer for that smoke and fog to clear out. And, man, I don't even remember what time we started that game. Close to one. <laughs> I don't think any those. story better exemplifies minor league baseball life than that one. Yeah, I remember our manager was like, you know, welcome to the minor leagues, fellas. You know, you don't like it, play better. So we came in, we suited up, and we got ready for the game. It was just nuts. So <laughs> that was, I'll always remember that game. So this next one is a little more recent episode with Eric Sim, a.k.a. the King of Juco. Uh, as always, a very entertaining tale on um, on a bad bus ride. And for you folks driving in the car with kids, I'll have you know I cut out every cuss word. Of this, of this clip from Eric, of which there were many, enjoy. Um, probably Augusta when I was in Loway. Uh, we went from Augusta to the um, Hager, somewhere really far, like 12 hour drive. And then we're coming back actually to Augusta, and it was like miserable drive. It was like so hot and gross. And it's like, it was just miserable. And my manager uh, at the time, he was awesome. He's like, we're all stopping at the gas station. We're buying as many beers as we can. I'm like, all right, sick. So we did that. On the way back, uh, we literally drank all the beers. And then we were counting. You know that song? It's like 99 beers. It's like a song. Like you go from yeah, 99, 99 beers bottles to, of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sang the song three times. <laughs> like all the way from 99 to 1 to, or 0 to 99. Like three times that we're, we're home. You know, 12 hour drive. And it was miserable because the next day, like, I, I couldn't even walk. Like, I, was, like, I, was, I was still drunk when I showed up to the field. That was great. This next nightmare bus story is from one of my favorite episodes of this podcast, Marcus Nidifer. Uh, Marcus caught at the University of Kentucky and then uh, played a little bit of affiliated ball and then spent over seven years catching an indie ball. Really, like, a really unique episode. If you haven't listened to Marcus's story, I'm I'm a huge fan. It was one of my favorite episodes, favorite guys to listen to. Uh, but if uh, if you also, if you haven't heard this bus ride story and you are someone who does not like the idea of someone getting car sick, uh, you might want to skip this one. Do you have a nightmare bus ride story? <sighs> I've got a few of those. I say uh, a few of those where um, I had back spasms. Those were those were awful. Um, the the Canadian trips that I had back spasms on, I, I, that was miserable. Uh, there was one trip that I vividly remember and uh, still awful to this day. And other people know what happened, but I started getting uh, sick going through the cascade i think it was a cascade mountain race through new york curvy road um started getting hot sweats and uh started getting dizzy and there it went i just started throwing up everywhere <laughs> in the bus 
ended up, I couldn't stop throwing up. And uh, we stopped and ate right, right after the border or before the border uh, at Plattsburgh, New York, before we made the cross. And I, I couldn't make it. I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't make the trip. I, I was so sick. And uh, that was probably the worst, worst bus ride I've ever had. That is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> You're trapped on a bus with 40 players and it's hot. You're on a crazy windy road. You're sick. You feel like trash. That was awful. Now let's throw it back to the pre-Bull Durham bus ride era. Uh, Bob Tewksbury talked to him a couple months ago. Obviously, Bob had a long, distinguished major league career with the Yankees, with the Cardinals, uh, with my beloved Minnesota Twins, and then uh, post-career really you know, dove into the mental side of the game, wrote a book, 90% Metal. I'd highly recommend that to anyone, but uh, Bob... Bob gives a uh, a great story about life on the bus, really two great stories about life on the bus in the early 80s and kind of a, a whole thing of, you know, the 80s were a little bit different, but also not really a whole lot has changed in the minor leagues. So a uh, really good look in from Bob here about uh, 80s minor league bus rides. You know, the, the bus rides uh, were were memorable. I remember hitting a deer in upstate New York, you know, in the middle of the night. Um you know, Fort Lauderdale was, it was just hot and sticky. Double A was the, you know, A ball, you know, Fort Lauderdale, the travel wasn't bad and stadiums were good. Double uh, A when we went to Nashville was probably the eye opener because you had started to have guys coming down from Triple A that were older and disgruntled. Uh, Buck Showalter was a teammate of mine in Nashville. Uh, he was older. He wasn't disgruntled. I think he knew that he was not going to get to the big leagues as a player. I was going to ask, uh, is he always grumpy? Yeah, he's always been intense. Yeah, he's, uh, But he's really funny. I think he's got a really rough exterior, but when you sit down with him, he's pretty funny. Um, but but in double-A, we had, we had a bus with sleeper uh, beds in the back, card table, and the bus driver's name was Snuffy. And Snuffy was uh, kind of a heavy set guy with a, a you know heavy acne, and but a great guy. And we he and I used to he was a, a part time record producer, um, you know being in Nashville. I don't know what part time meant, but but we used to sit up in the front and tell stories and listen to you know, music up front while guys in the back were playing cards. We had one player that used to read Penthouse Forum out loud on the back of the bus, uh, which which disgruntled the, the Christian athletes on the team. Uh, Hoyt Wilhelm was the pitching coach. And so the, the bunks were reserved for the catcher and starting pitcher the next day. One of our left-handed pitchers had a few too many beers. And the beers back then were bought by the team for the bus ride on the way home. Um, and so uh, the pitcher went in the back and Hoyt Wilhelm heard about it. Now Hoyt's a Hall of Famer. So Hoyt hears about it. Knuckleballer. He, yeah. He goes back to the back of the bus, pulls the guy out of the bunk. You know, the guy falls from the top bunk down to the bottom of the bunk. <laughs> Tells him to get the hell out of there, that he doesn't deserve to be there. Um Matt Keogh was uh, down learning the knuckleball from Hoyt, who had been a starter with Oakland and then the, you know, the Yankees, but he was getting banged around a little bit. 
so Keo, he was pretty cool, but you know, he was a big league guy. He was on that starting staff that all pitched, you know, incredible amount of innings for Oakland uh, back in the day. And um, uh, so some guys didn't like him. So they painted him in the bathroom of the bus. You know, they put pennies under the door. So I didn't know what this was, but some guys did. So they basically lodged him into the bathroom and he couldn't get out. So he was screaming, let me out, let me out. And then finally you heard this big thump and then a primal scream. <laughs> and what he had, he had kind of braced himself with his legs up against the sink. And when he kicked the door, he reverberated back and his head hit the window and he cut his, cut the back of his head. So he came screaming out of the, uh, out of the bus with that. So yeah, double A was, those, those bus rides were interesting. Running out of gas. You heard me running out of gas on the highway, two hours outside of Jacksonville on the way back to Nashville. Uh, no cell phones either. No cell phones. We had a game the next day. So I pitched that night. Um, I think I pitched really well. We were on the bus. You know, we had beer. It's, you know, it's it's Florida. It's uh, Jacksonville in the summer. It's hot, humid. The bus runs out of gas. We're on the side of the road. No AC. Um, no food. No nothing. We have to... I don't know how the guy must have radioed in for somebody. They had to, you know, it took hours. Uh, we finally got going again. Got back to Nashville, I think, at 6.30 for a 7.05 game. Uh, they delayed the game a little bit, but all the wet stuff from the, the previous game was under the bus, hadn't been washed, smelled. So people were wearing some of their stuff that they had from the day before or just barring. It was crazy. Um, yeah, a lot of pizza, you know, between games and doubleheaders. Uh, I pitched a game in Reading one time and um, we scored like six runs in the first game. I'm pitching the second game and between games we had Domino's Pizza and I was pissed because I'm like, these guys aren't going to score any runs. They're all f they're all. F full of pizza uh sure enough we get shut out and um so anyway yeah lots of uh and i think that you know the minor leagues are really really tough but when you look back at it it's kind of a, a rite of passage that you know you really have to love baseball to get through it and you really have to be good to move through it uh and not everyone does that so last year I talked to former big league reliever Carter Caps, and he was a guy who on this I could actually relate to and that Carter and I both played Division II baseball, which has much different standards of travel than uh, than most of your typical uh, well-funded Division I programs. So uh, Carter and I kind of talked about how Division II baseball kind of preps you for the travel of the minor leagues, maybe a little bit better than the, the elite college programs. Here's a little cool insight from Carter Caps. Something we talked about a little before we started recording was how D2 travel isn't quite as glamorous as Division One travel would be. There's no, there's no planes. A lot of times you, you know, you don't get your own hotel room. A lot of times you're shacked up with three or four dudes in, in a room with two beds. 
Do you think that helped you adjust to travel and lifestyle in Clinton and then in Jackson the next year a little bit better than it might have if you had been in, in a school that year, you know, your talent suggested you, you might have been at? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, because everybody's always talking about the grind, right? The minor league grind, all this. But, like, we were used to that. Like, in in Mount Olive, like, I, I didn't get a bed to myself when I went uh, on a trip. Like, I s- split a bed with another dude. Like, that's just the way it was. And, like, we rolled dice or whatever for who got the bed on their start day. But, I mean, that's just what it was. Uh so yeah, I got to minor league baseball and it was honestly very similar to kind of what I had expected, but I'm sure some of these D1 guys that had come down from these big SEC and ACC schools were just like just mortified uh, at just the conditions. Cause I mean like, like not to talk crap about minor league clubbies, but like a lot of times there's black mold in the clubhouse and the pregame spread is the postgame spread. Like, and you better, better be there quick or you're not getting anything. So I mean, it's, but if you play D two ball, you hear like, "Oh wow, you get a spread." Yeah, like what's man? The spread? How about that? Yeah, like I was, I was shocked when we didn't have to uh, take care of the field. Like we didn't have to uh, tamp the mound after the game. I was like, "Oh man, this is awesome!" Like, shoot, <laughs> like perfect. Yeah, I'll just go. D two, yeah. you're the you're the groundskeeper, uh, the maintenance man. You're everything. Oh yeah, sprinkler goes down, and like I'm. Like, it might be my start, and I'm out there, like, trying to fix the sprinkler. Like, it, yeah, it's like, you just, whatever, next man up, I guess. But, yeah, it's it's a different world. Next up, uh, Yonder Alonzo didn't spend a whole ton of time in the minor leagues, kind of flew from, essentially from Miami right up to Cincinnati. But while he was there, he did get a uh, a solid nightmare story. And uh, it's always always good to to give thanks when you have air conditioning. Worst minor league bus ride story. Do you have a Do you have a nightmare story? Because there's some nightmare. Yeah, man, I stories. have one. We went from Zebulon, North Carolina, to Jacksonville. No, I'm sorry, it was Mobile, and our bus broke down halfway. There's always a good bus breaking down story. No, the, the bus worked, but we had no AC. Um, so it was a night. It was a night ride, and we ended up, you know, opening up the windows. And everybody stayed up because we just couldn't we couldn't fall asleep. It was so loud in there. Um, everybody pretty much stayed up. Uh, and, you know, we didn't have bat- The good thing about it is <laughs> everybody found out we didn't have batting practice for, for the next week. We, it was a show and go for the next week. So um, we were all so exhausted. I think we lost that whole week. We lost six games. We didn't we won one game. Um, and, and it was all the first like three or four were blow blowouts. Short and sweet from former LSU punter and Pittsburgh Pirates farmhand Zach von Rosenberg. This one has all the hallmarks of a nightmare minor league bus ride story. We we broke down in North Carolina. I don't even remember where. I shut it out of my memory, but we were dying. The AC went out, straight on the side of the road, and it was miserable. We had to wait however long for another bus to come get <laughs> This is one from our most recent episode with uh, former minor league baseball player turned financial advisor Jonathan Perrin talking the financial aspects of, of baseball from amateur ball all the way up through the professional ranks. But here's a good old-fashioned bad bus ride story. Oh, man. In the minor leagues, it was the 4th of July, and we were in A, so playing in Biloxi, Mississippi, and we were playing in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, or no, excuse me, Birmingham. We were playing in Birmingham, Alabama, and post-game fireworks go off 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and it's 
summer, middle of July, Alabama. It's 95 and sticky outside. And we get on this five-hour bus ride home, and there's no AC. <laughs> like, there's no AC. There's no bus coming to get us. They just told us, hey, you got to wear this five-hour sticky bus ride to get us back home for the day off tomorrow. <laughs> so this next one, it's another throwback episode, if you will. Chad Durbin, very early on in the podcast, I actually a part one and a part two with Chad uh, Chad came up in the late 90s, early 2000s is kind of when he was riding the bus. And, and this this segment is as much about kind of that, that minor league lifestyle that he was living as much as it is bus rides. And you also, for all my all my 80s, 90s babies out there, get a, a mention of the VHS. Shout out to the VHS. What I remember most about like that, that league were they, the, the long bus rides, which I was looking forward to after being in the GCL. A lot of these guys weren't looking forward to them. Had to ask about the bus ride stories because that's the, you know, that's the minor league trope. You're in that, you know, you're not only are you learning how to be a professional with with everything you're doing on the field, but you're learning how to live on your own and you're doing it in this weird environment where you're traveling all over the Midwest. You know, what was fun about the bus rides is there there were you know just VHS tapes (laughs) really for the buses because they didn't have CD players on the buses or DVD excuse me, DVD players. They just had an old VHS player and you just hoped it worked. And a lot of times it didn't. And you just had to go revert back to card games or, um, or reading your book or, or listening to your, you know, your Walkman or whatever. Uh, so I am get I, I am old, but, um, you know, just saying that kind of made me laugh at myself. But, uh, what I remember a lot is like just the, the, the movies that we all quoted, um, you know, Major League, which came out in 1989, uh, this week, actually, um, when we're recording this, uh, the week, first week of April, which makes sense with baseball typically starting. Um, but it came out in 1989. So, you you caught a, a, you know, VHS tape of Major League or Bull Durham or Ace Ventura or whatever. And, and you put those on and got everybody laughing and you got everybody quoting it later on in the, in the week. Um, I remember, you know, somebody telling our, our manager that a subway would be open in, in rural Illinois or Iowa and you pull up and there's nothing. Um, you know, it's closed. And so is a convenience store and you're just going to have to go hungry. Um, you know, peanut butter, um, and, and jelly sandwiches are, are where it's at. And, uh, you, you just, you're, you're, everybody's, it's not like you're, you're feeling like it's, you know, you're not, woe is me. You're not down on yourself. It's like, Hey man, we're all in this together. Finally, I'm going to leave you with one from Tyler Watson, former left-handed reliever in a few different minor league systems, uh, episode from a couple months back. I'm leaving you with this because he gave us two stories. One is your old, old-fashioned, you know, bus conditions, and then the other one is uh, minor league scheduling, which, you know, paired with, with bus rides makes for a full nightmare. Here's Tyler Watson. Worst bus ride story in the minor leagues. Everyone's got a bad one. <laughs> You're asking me to pick one out of a thousand. Just just one, maybe two. If you have you have two good ones, I'll give you two. Rookie ball, or um, we're in the playoff. We're in the championship. We play a team in Montana. It at home in Utah. Win, had to drive 14 hours up to Montana to play the same team. Lose, had to drive 14 hours back home. This is all in a four-day span to play the same team and lose. They couldn't just host the series in one spot. We had to drive over 30-something hours to play the same team. 
Uh, second one was probably in Burlington on the bus. We broke down. We were on the side of the road for hours waiting for another bus. We were hitting golf balls into a cornfield. That was that was our only source of entertainment. If there's one consistency in this podcast, it's that almost every episode there is the phrase, we were on the bus, it broke down, we were <laughs> on the side of the road. If you if you're in the minor leagues and you didn't you don't have a bu- uh, broken bus down story, you weren't in the minor leagues. And that's it for today's episode of the bus ride theme from Phenom to the Farm. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, let us know who you'd want to have on the podcast next. Uh, Go back, listen to any past episodes that you might have missed, and again, tune in in every two weeks on Tuesdays, uh, talking to your favorite former professional baseball players. The next guest, I can't reveal it yet, I can just guarantee that it's going to be a good one. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.